Hi there, I'm talking to you. Yes, you. My name is Sherry, my pup's name is Sunny, and we're training to be an animal-assisted counseling team. You're listening to the Therapy Dog Talk podcast, the show that interviews past, present, and future therapy dog teams about how they're making an impact in their communities. Today we're talking with Lori about her experiences volunteering as a therapy dog team in Southern California with her two Dachshunds, Lena and Comet. We'll discuss why her dogs are in two different pet therapy organizations, what her process was like to figure out which settings her dogs would do best in, and how this work helps her to build her relationship with each of her dogs. Before we hop in, if you're just getting started on your therapy dog journey and feeling a bit lost, I've put together a free guide for you, which you can find on my website at freeguide.therapydogtalk.com. Without further ado, meet Lori, Luna, and Comet. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, absolutely. I actually was aware of you all from the Therapy Dog broadcast that was back April, I think, was Therapy Dog Day, something like that. Yeah, we enjoyed that. It was a really good forum. Yeah, it was really great. So for those who don't know you, would you like to introduce yourself and your pups? My name is Lori, and I have both dogs with me. This one is Luna. Hi, Luna. And she's four and a half years old. She's been a therapy dog for three years. So we've been a team for three years. And then this is Comet. Hi, Comet. He is all burrowed in. And Comet is 18 months old. And he's been a therapy dog for about two or three months. Brand new therapy dog and a veteran therapy dog. (laughs) Yeah, we live in Southern California. And she is a pet partner's dog. So she and I are pet partner's team. And then he is a love on a leash dog. What made you decide to go with a different organization? organization for common. I love pet partners, but our chapter here is quite small. So because of that, we don't have as many opportunities to do therapy work. Love on a Leash has a really big chapter locally for me. And so okay. they're in a lot more facilities. And so it gives me and Comet more of an opportunity not only to work with other teams, but to attend these other facilities. So I love both organizations. I just have to be careful to keep them separate, make sure that that I have all the paperwork for Luna when we do visits. And then same with Comet, just have to keep their work separate. Yeah. Are you thinking that you will also register Luna for Love on a Leash or that you'll just continue to keep them with separate organizations? I think I'll keep her with Pet Partners. I do like Pet Partners. There's advantages to both therapy animal organizations. I like both organizations. They're a little bit different, not a whole lot. Yeah. And I know you can't take them both on the same therapy trip anyway. So it really isn't important for them to be under the same organization. That's true. When did you, or how did you find out about therapy dogs? Well, I've always heard about therapy dogs, but I never thought any of my dogs could be a therapy dog. I just took Luna when she was about 12 weeks old. We started obedience training and we went through beginning, intermediate. And by the time we got to advanced, which I was just going to quit with the training after that, I just wanted a well-being dog. I didn't need a dog, you know, that needed titles or any kind of extra training. But it was the trainer who told me that she recognized that she would be a good therapy dog. So I didn't know what that meant, but we continued the training and the training in the advanced class was actually geared towards earning a CGC title through American Kennel Club. And by the time she had earned that, she was pretty much primed for therapy work. And so we just kept going because she kept responding to it well. 
And one of the questions that you had me look over before coming on today, how did I know if she was going to be good for therapy where I didn't know? And I thought, really? you know, all of this training could be just to have a really well-trained dog, but I didn't know how she would respond to therapy work. And my trainer was right. She just took to it really quickly. That's great. Yeah. That's really great. And then was Comet's journey kind of similar or how did that go? His was very different. He's a very different dog. He's way more sensitive. He was a puppy that joined our family and I decided to train him to be a therapy dog. And I noticed that his temperament was very kind, very sweet, but sometimes he gets overwhelmed with large crowds, whereas Luna is not phased by that. So with Comet, I just kept training him and he does really well with the training, but he had an adjustment as we were starting to go to different organizations. I had to figure out which settings he was more comfortable with. Yeah. And notice that he does better with longer visits where we just sit with someone for like a half hour or so. He'll just settle down and he'll curl up in your lap and he's really good that way. Whereas Luna goes to hospitals and she'll pop in a room, say hi, leave, pop in another room, say hi, leave. And she's kind of, you know, more enjoying that. They have their own little personalities and preferences. They do. They do. So Luna's ending up being my hospital dog. I can take Kama to the hospital, but she will thrive there, whereas he might need some adjusting. Okay. And he's my library dog that I take to the library and the kids read to him as he really likes to just sit with you for a while and chill and... That's great. Is he always excited to see the kids? He is. He's very curious because he's still in a puppy stage. Oh, he does, you know, a lot of investigating. And once he gets the sniffs and he gets a couple licks in and then he'll just start to calm down and relax. So, yeah, he's really good for that. Did anything surprise you about your journey to therapy, Doc? A lot. It's been a couple years of a lot of learning. And most of it is myself. Learning how to support my dog was really an eye-opener because I have to read them because they mm -hmm. don't speak in words. So I have to know them well enough to read their signals when they're telling me they're stressed or when they're telling me, you know, they need to go or they're telling me I want to stay. That's been interesting for me. I always yeah. thought when I took them to training that this trainer is going to train my dog, but it was such an eye-opening experience because the trainer's there for me. Trainer mm -hmm. trains me to then right. train the dog. And if my dog isn't trained, that's on me to figure out. So yeah. that's been a huge eye-opener for me. Yeah, it's definitely interesting learning how to read them because they're all different, right? So I mean, I love spending time with my dogs. That's one of the advantages of doing this work, one of my motivations to continue doing it. Mm -hmm. Because it's all volunteer. Right. It's quality time that I get to spend with my dog and we get to help someone while we're doing it. That's really great. I think you're the first person to list quality time with your dog as a reason they enjoy doing therapy dog work. I look, I look forward to it. I give them a bath and then off we go. And it's time that he and I have alone or she and I have alone. I love it. It's your version of mother-daughter, mother-son dates. Absolutely. We just grow closer as we spend time together. And now that we wear masks everywhere, I mean, we really have to have nonverbal communication. You know, yeah. I have to just signal to her with my hands and she has to read my eyes only. And it's interesting. It's different. It's a little bit of an obstacle, but yeah. we're learning. Yeah, I noticed that with Sunny because I adopted her December 2019 and she was only three or four months old at the time. So most of her learning journey has been with me. But masks came in 
a few months later into our training journey. And it was very difficult, I noticed, for me to learn how to communicate with her with a mask versus without. And so even if something goes smoothly at home, then if we were at the training facility, she'd be like, I don't know what you're saying. I can't hear you do that thing. Exactly, because they do read our faces. Yeah. We can only see that much. When we started in the hospital, they wanted us to wear goggles too. And so Mm. she just basically felt like she was on her own. But yeah. But you figured it out. Yeah, we learned as we went. And then I was able to give her other signals with my hands instead of verbally because she can't hear me. That's great. I mean, ideally, they should be able to respond to either hand signals or audio signals and not need both of them. You're right. Do you have any advice for anyone who's interested in having a therapy dog? I would. Take your dog out. Take that dog out and let that dog just desensitize themselves to all of the distractions and loud noises. Get them used to traffic noise on the street and then help them to relax in that type of environment so that when they go to different places, because they'll smell different things and there'll be a lot of distractions that might make them nervous. But if they're used to being a around distractions, then I think they'll relax easier. I'm still working with Comet on that. He still gets very overwhelmed. I think he's like especially sensitive to sound. He just gets very distracted by it. So I have to take him. We went to Lowe's today and I take him to where they're cutting lumber and I just want him to be around that so that he knows he can be relaxed in that atmosphere. What do you do with him while you're around the lumber to help him know it's okay to be here right now? I just have to remember that I have to be calm. So I just have him sit and just observe, Mm -hmm. just not be right next to it, but be around it enough to not be afraid of it. And we walk by a couple times and he's getting it. He loves Lowe's. He thinks Lowe's (laughs) is pretty fun. He's like, this is date day with mom. I love it. Yes. They're getting used to him in the store as well. Because I have a bandana that has his name on it. So people call him by his name. He's like, oh, okay. I bet those places, the ones that are like known for being dog friendly for training trips, I bet they just love when therapy dogs come in. They do. They absolutely do. They love any dog that comes in. I know the checkout person at our grocery store was like, you should bring your dog in. I was like, you literally don't allow me to bring my dog in. A lot of people just like dogs and what can make your day better than seeing a dog. So I am finding dogs everywhere, though, even (laughs) when signs outside of the mall that say only service dogs, people bringing their dogs in anyway. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Lori, is there anything else that you wanted to mention while you're here? Let me just say, I've done church service. I've done volunteer work at schools when my kids were in school and stuff. But this is the most meaningful thing I feel I've ever done or participated in. And I'm not even the center of attention. It's them. And I love it. I love not being the center of attention. I love that people are so kind to the dogs. And they do some kind of magic that is unspoken. It's well felt. It's so meaningful. And I'm just so grateful to participate in it. I hope I can do this for a long, long time. So... Well, it sounds like you have two great dogs by your side to make that happen as long as they're interested in doing the work, too. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting us. Yeah, thank you so much for participating. It was really great having you on. I enjoyed our conversation. I did, too. All right. Thank you. And everyone, if you want to give Luna a follow or comment, it's tiny underscore legs Luna and then low underscore rider underscore comment, right? Right. Awesome. All right. Have a great day. And thanks for joining us. Bye. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of Therapy Dog Talk. 
If you did, please do me a favor and leave a review and rating on the podcast platform of your choice. If you have a guest that you think would be a great fit for Therapy Dog Talk, send me an email at hello at therapydogtalk.com. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week.